siege. Behold, the ultimate warp zone. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this show are not the views of Anime News Network. Kevin, I thought I told you to clean up your room. Enjoy the show. I'm Zach Burgey. It's that time of year again. The Electronic 3 Expo is happening right now, and that means it's time for Game Show. Todd Cielicus here, author of the Expo, and Todd, thanks for coming back. Uh, no problem. And as always, we are joined by the two uh, folks who put together Fast Karate for the Gentlemen podcast, which you can check out at DaveAndJoel.com. It's Dave Riley, who writes reviews for us as well. Hey, Dave. What's up, dudes? And joining us again is his cohort on the podcast... Joel White. Hey, Joel. Hello, everyone. Well, guys, it's E3 time, uh, and in spite of living 30 minutes south of where E3 takes place, I did not attend, <laughs> because I don't need to. <laughs> because Neither does Nintendo, apparently. <laughs> oh, right. Um, yeah. Uh, but I did watch all the press conferences, and it's, it's that time of year. However, we have not done one of these shows uh, since about November, and uh, I kind of wanted to... Uh, talk a little bit about what you guys played over the last couple of months, and, and if anything really stood out to you. Uh, Todd, do you want to take that one first? Okay, well, I've been playing a bunch of Darkstalkers Resurrection, of course, but at this point, it's kind of making me depressed, because the game didn't sell well enough for Capcom to justify making a new Darkstalkers. That seems to be the general consensus of it, so every time I turn it on, I have to remind myself that this is all you're going to see of Darkstalkers until the end of time, probably. And it's sad, too, because they really did a great job presenting the games on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. But I don't know. Maybe people could still go out and pick it up. And if you do go out and pick it up, you can actually, on PlayStation Network, I should probably mention this, you can actually get the Super Puzzle Fighter HD Turbo Mini Mix whatever free if you buy Darkstalkers Resurrection. So A worthy deal. Yeah, Yeah, that's a trap to get me in the door. (laughs) I feel like... uh, Colored gems. I feel like the Darkstalkers sort of niche is a tough one to sell to fighting game fans of this generation. Because mm-hmm. so I think we're sort of more interested in like either the the big combos of Marvel vs. Capcom 3 uh, or sort of the, the footsies of Street Fighter, which I don't, I didn't ever feel like Darkstalkers really offered a, an in-between or anything unique in that category. What did, what did you think about it, Todd? Well, the thing Darkstalkers is, it was always more of a looser's version of Street Fighter where you had uh, sort of these cartoony attacks filling the screen. It almost sort of uh, predated Guilty Gear a little bit in the way it was over over the top, but not too complicated. Mm. Like unlike Guilty Gear, which is kind of nuts in that capacity. And you know, the thing is, Darkstalkers did sort of run out of steam, at least in terms of the fan following already back in the 1990s and early 2000s. It didn't come back or stick around as long as Street Fighter did. So at this point, I'm I've kind of made peace with the fact that this is Darkstalkers and this is all it's going to be. So. I'm just kind of curious to see what uh, Yoshinori Ono is going to do at Comic Convention with his little Dark Stalkers are not dead shtick. Because at this point, it probably is. If he's going to dress up like Felicia. 
Yeah, he's got to have something, though, because uh, who knows? I, I wonder about Darkstalkers from a design perspective at this point, because if they were to come out with a new one, those character designs are, at this point, they're, like, retro. Like you don't They're see... still using the same Morgan sprite, though. Yeah, yeah. of course. They? Of course <laughs> like, of I course. mean, I remember, last time I remember, it was Capcom. Capcom 3. Yeah, Capcom yeah. versus SNK. Mm-hmm. Like, still the 1993 Morgan sprite. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. would have done it in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 if they hadn't, if they had been able to, so, hey. Uh, it just, like, and, you know, you'd have to redesign those characters, and all the characters are just crazy versions of Universal Monsters, Mm-hmm. So, Which was originally the idea behind the game, but they couldn't get the license. And, right. Yeah, sure. And that was really the problem, be- I think, that they were having because if they did make another Darkstalkers, they would probably try to do it like Street Fighter Four and um, Marvel's Capcom Three, where it's actually you know a three D game engine with that with two D gameplay. And there's so much exaggeration in stuff in Darkstalkers; it either would be unfeasibly expensive or just wouldn't look right. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can't even imagine arguably, how they would- they've inserted. A couple of the most extreme, right. well, maybe not the most extreme characters, but they have three characters from Darkstalkers right. in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And they also have a lot of weird ones. Like, if you can do, you know, Rocket Raccoon, or yeah. even, like, something like Nemesis or Shuma Gorath, like, those are some yeah. weird stuff. Like, they, they could probably do it, but I don't yeah. think they will based yeah. on what you were talking about earlier. And in terms of the whole squash and stretch thing they did with the older games, there's still some stuff you can only do in hand-drawn art and, oh well. Yeah, I can't. I'm fine I with like, it. like I said, I don't think you could pull off that Yeti guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't think you could pull it off in 3D. No, at mm. least and not make it look the same. Like it would just be really sort of. It would look stilted, I think. Uh, but yeah, okay. So Darkstalkers. Uh, anything else? Well, I did play Class of Heroes too. I think I'm supposed to review it or something. Um, so I'll save a little bit for them. But it is a solid dungeon hack. It's worth checking out if you've already been through Etrian Odyssey and Soul Hackers. So yeah, the hardcore fan should get a kick out of it. This was the thing you remember. They had the uh, Kickstarter for a special edition with character standees and a pizza or something delivered to your door, and it didn't really take off. So they just did a more modest version of it. Yeah, man, we we did like two hours with. Yeah, you remember that, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Okay, (laughs) Zach. So yeah, it's come out, and it's it's a decent RPG. It's better than the first one. So check it out. And lastly, I actually was playing the Strider games because there was a rumor Capcom was going to make a new Strider game for Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network. It hasn't really materialized yet, but it was interesting to go back and go through all these things. And the series is larger than you think, because you've got the original Nintendo game, the arcade game that everyone played on the Sega Genesis, and Strider 2. But the same designer also went and made um, a game called Osman for the arcade that's really kind of completely batshit insane. And he also did Moondiver, which came out for the PlayStation Network and Xbox for a while back, which is a really weird game in itself in a number of ways. I was going to so, ask, yeah. didn't they functionally make a new Strider game? Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the name. But yeah, yeah, Moondiver is just really weird, though. It's got the strange control system where you hold down a button to crouch and another one to slide, and it's got a multiplayer angle, and it doesn't really grasp the whole Strider idea of throwing something crazy at you every 10 or 15 seconds. So it was kind of sort of Strider, but also it didn't have the same impact. I guess it's kind of a dark stalker situation where you kind of have to accept it's never going to be the way it was or in the original games so yeah that's uh that's kind of what i've been doing that i haven't talked about in the column so cool awesome all right um dave i guess i can give you options i've i've played remember me uh, right? i've played oh, yes. over a hundred hours of monster hunter in about two weeks <laughs> how's that going Good lord that's on uh, the uh, <laughs> that's on the 3ds right or the well we we have it for 3ds and wii u uh, i play with my my roommate and my wife uh and it's like it's like my new favorite game 
It's just, it's boss fight the game. Mm. And it's just this super technical, like crazy methodical paced game. And I'm more of the Bayonetta school Mm. of fighting games. But the way that game works, it's just, it's, it's, Joel and I talked about this on our podcast briefly, but it's kind of like Ninja Gaiden, the Xbox games where. You, you dodge around a lot and you spend a lot of time evading and maybe getting one or two hits in until the boss falls over. And then you just wail away for like the most cathartic 10 seconds of your life. Uh, and every animal has like 10 different parts you can explode off their body. And then when you finally kill it at the end of the quest, it's like, here's a box of all this crap you got. And now you can make armor out of it. And every armor set looks different. And there's 10,000 different weapons and they all play pretty uniquely like there's like 15 different weapon classes i was telling joel there's like a bagpipe the switch axe (laughs) yeah the my roommate uses the switch axe which like coincidentally knocks over all your friends when you use it which is not that irritating or anything but i I, i'm sure everybody has already made a decision on monster hunter like me included where i was like this is the worst game ever (laughs) like five years ago i was like oh actually the problem was i wasn't playing it with anybody and they just introduced in this one the ability to lock on to a specific monster. So it's not an actual mm, lock on, yeah. but it's just a button press that centers the camera on the monster. And that improves your play experience so much when you don't have a second analog stick that now, it makes the game the, playable. Is the pacing any faster? Because on the previous Monster Hunters I played, it seemed like it took a while to get anywhere with your character. You had to basically go out and hunt the monster, the low level stuff first. Is it any improved a bit well, on the Wii U? Okay, so I've played it 100 hours. Right. And and uh, I'm on rank six of like, I don't know how many. There's more than a lot more. Uh, And I I think it's it's somewhat dependent on you. Like, your abilities will overcome the equipment you have. So you don't have to sit there and be like, I'm going to kill this guy 20 times before I can progress to the next dude because I really need the sword you can make out of his tail. But at the same time, Maybe that weird amphibious fish monster, anglerfish thing has a sweet, like, kimono. And when you make its hat, for some reason, it gives you Chun-Li hair. But <laughs> the, instead of ribbons, you have weird fish antennas. So you might, for, the, like, the dress-up in all of us, that's <laughs> what, I feel like that's where the real sticking point is. So for someone who's never played Monster Hunter before but has played, like, online RPGs, how do you think they would get into this? Well... From my perspective, it's like I, I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft, and the only thing I cared about World of Warcraft was raiding. And the, uh, the rest of the stuff was like, okay, I'm going to put in my five hours a week of just time where I'm like picking flowers or whatever. And this is basically non existent in Monster Hunter because they give you like a farm. So your cats, your cat farmers just make the flowers for you. So you basically you just get to do all the fun stuff, which is just go and kill like a a dinosaur or a wyvern or any of that crap. So for people who are probably burnt out on WoW, it's much smaller scale. You only get four dudes and you don't have to spend all that time, like making sure your potions are set like that. That still exists to some extent, but everything is so easy to acquire that your preparation is basically nil. So you, you just get to do the fun parts of an MMO without all the, the effort. Hmm. And uh, I, I just got The Last of Us today, and I, I clocked about two hours before, before we started recording. 
And that sure seems like a little less straightforward than Uncharted, but still a lot like Uncharted. So it really has sort of a cinematic focus. They're trying to tell the story a lot. I don't, I don't want to be too presumptuous because okay. I've only played two hours. But my impression for, in this compared to Uncharted 3 is like the set pieces exist. Like I just got to this part where I'm walking around in this tipped over skyscraper. But in Uncharted 3, it was like this game is about being in that plane that's exploding, and for some reason, the henchmen are still shooting at you while the plane's exploding and crashing. So, it, Uncharted 3 was just like, here, are, we invented a bunch of set pieces, how they connect together, I don't know, just go through them, push forward, hit X when we tell you. Mm-hmm. So, that, it just feels like less of a focus. Like, it feels like you're in the set pieces, but at least there's some compelling character reason to be there. Even if, like, without spoiling it, the reason you embark upon this journey is like the standard zombie plague reason apocalyptic kind for of like thing. yeah for like escorting this girl like if you didn't guess it you would it's like children it of men but she's not yeah born. it's a lot like i would hope not she's 14 years old yeah babies having babies <laughs> <laughs> so it's closer to more of a quieter kind of thing instead of like i don't know hell comes to frog town or mad max or something like that yeah it's it's also really surprisingly slow paced like hmm. it gets you into the shooting which I, which caught me as a surprise like the first time i went into an area and i was like oh look at all these waist high air conditioning units i guess i know it's going to go down there but at the same time like i've just learned how to make a health kit and they keep giving me scrap metal and they're like you can upgrade your guns but i haven't gotten to that point yet nor have i i just found my second gun like 2 hours in and before that, I was just sort of puttering around. So in that way, to put it in a, in a context that the anime news network population would understand, this feels like Flowers of Evil slow versus Attack on Titan slow. So it's slow, but maybe there's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, it seems cool. I, mean, I want to keep playing it, definitely. But I just I always worry with those guys. It's like, this is a game you should experience, but maybe it's not a game you need to play, which seems like a real problem when you're making a video game and slaving for like three years of your life to like make something that somebody could watch on YouTube and sort of just catch the highlights. Okay. All right. So uh, anything else? Uh, I think I'm pretty much good. Yeah. Well, this is a slow season. It's just not that much out there. Uh, Joel? Yeah, um, well, I mean, I haven't played as much as Dave. Uh, the, the, actually, the two games that I was most excited about were, uh, one hasn't even come out yet, and that's uh, Rogue Legacy. Uh, we managed to score a demo copy of that, and it was excellent, uh, very worthwhile, kind of a fun roguelike with um, a little RPG element to it. Uh, you basically, the the sort of the gimmick of the game is that you are a knight wandering through a castle, and you die... Uh, but when you die, you can take all your loot and improve the castle that's passed on to your uh, your kind of successors, and then they get all the benefits of that, and then they go into the same castle, or it's a it's a randomly generated castle, and they die, ostensibly trying to avenge you, and you improve the castle, and so on and so forth, and you get all these kind of weird quirks like irritable bowel syndrome successor or nearsighted successor, <laughs> or you know, th- there's all these kind of weird little. Um, jokey things that you get in addition to actual upgrades and there's it a, was a lot of fun 
there's a great one where your 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 ants or your descendant is forgetful, so they can't view the map. They can only yeah. use the mini map. But it's it's just it's Symphony of the Night, the roguelike. Yeah, which feels like really fertile ground. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I recently picked up uh, Gunpoint on Steam, um, which is a super cheap, uh, puzzly type game with a, a kind of witty sense of humor. Um, it's like a, a joke noir. Um, it's not as clever as like something like the um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, but it's got that kind of feel to it. Um, except that it's like also sort of a weird Inspector Gadget. Uh, you have robotic pants set up. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've been really enjoying that a lot. Uh, other than that, I've just been going backwards through Steam, playing games that came out three years ago and are now cheap enough for me to buy. Yeah, I, I've seen Gunpoint. I haven't tried it yet, uh, but I, I definitely want to check that one out myself. Um, yeah, so we, we are kind of in the dry season here, obviously. Uh, right now, it's E3. We're taping this the day before The Last of Us comes out, uh, and I'm I'm pretty excited to try that, even though I uh, don't want to play a zombie game, but, you know, uh, something like this, uh, I don't think you can ignore it. <laughs> it's pretty hard to get over the fact that they're just like, they're mushroom, mushroom. zombies. Yeah. <laughs> they're fungus. Like, I just got to the point are they where really, they're... Are they really supposed to be fungus? Hey, it's spoilers like, here. <laughs> It's it's oh I figured that was so pervasive like even even me who avoids coverage could not avoid that I guess my wife was like why is that guy got a mushroom on his hand um, but it's it's like that fungus that takes over bugs brains and makes them stand on leaves so right, birds right. eat them mm-hmm. but uh, yeah man the the first like half hour of that game feels like the most effective zombie game ever made. In uh-huh. just that it feels more, it just feels really fraught. And, but it's, it, at the same time, it's mostly scripted. So it's more like kind of watching a pretty fraught zombie movie that you're sort of paging around in when it gives you the opportunity. Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited to play it for myself. Uh, but that comes out tomorrow. Uh, the stuff I've been playing, well, you know, it's, it's the last AAA title anyone played was Bioshock Infinite, which, uh, I really like the first six hours of that game, and then yeah, I feel it. like ha- halfway through that game is like just goes off the rails. Yep, so to speak, right? Yeah, it's still spoiler territory, I guess. You can't really say anything specific. Yeah. <laughs> Are we really in spoiler territory for that game? No. It's only eight oh, hours it long, and like it came out three months ago. I don't like. I, the, uh, I don't like the ending. I think the ending is. Uh, my nobody is, liked the ending, Zach. Nobody <laughs> just dropped the political plot like halfway oh, through. They were like, ah, forget about hey, it. Hey, look forget at all this. It. See all this really potentially interesting social political commentary we're doing. Eh, never mind. Yeah, and it's, it's that actually kind of disappointed me even in the first like half hour because you start off exploring the city, and I was even let down when I actually had to start killing people and basically chasing everybody away when I just wanted to talk to them and find out. How much they bought into this whole, you know, Tea Party utopia floating in the space. Well, I was really interested in having more like a stealth-oriented game where you're doing combat in the background with that like Raven Clan, you know, and then they just depopulate the whole city and you're shooting everything that moves. Ugh, yeah. God, the like, fucking combat arena. All the civilians just vanish in a puff of smoke. Yes, once, once I, shit jumps off. Once, once it just turns into combat arena set piece. Combat arena set pieces. Uh, like I was waiting for it to be done and. Blah. Yeah. Anyway, well, Bioshock Infinite. I, like I didn't I, like. I would tell any. I would tell anyone interested in 
games as cinema, like, to definitely play the first, like, six hours of that game because they are some of the most cinematic shit, like, I've seen in a video game, but just don't expect to enjoy the act of playing it after those first, like, five or There was still some interesting thing that happens. I don't think it fulfilled all of the promise that it had in the beginning, but it wasn't, like, I don't know, I wasn't grinding it out in the end. I, I kind of enjoyed it start to finish, but I, I, I will like say the, that the beginning the was significantly well more impressive. Well, and well, don't, I, don't even get me started on the whole, like, the game eventually winds up suggesting that somehow if you use violence when rising up against oppression, you're just as bad as the people oppressing you, like... Yeah, that's what you, really frustrated me. It you. wasn't even never mind. It was like, I don't know, everybody's the same yeah, anyway, like, so who cares? They're all bad. Man, false equivalency. Truth is in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Here's a South Park episode. It's yeah, in- basically. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, whatever. Um, the game I've probably been playing the most and enjoying the most is uh, Super Puzzle Platformer Deluxe, which is an Adult Swim game um, that just came out on Steam. And you're you're a little yellow dude, and uh, <coughs> you break blocks and uh, you jump around, and it's really Tetris style blocks. Paint a picture, Zach. It's real fun. Oh, that's <laughs> I saw them playing that on Giant Bomb, it's, and I was like, uh, what is this game? It is a ton of fun, and it's it looks awesome, like, it's and like, it's got two player mode. Indeed, it does. It has the two players really, really good. Um, I I've been playing it with my girlfriend a little bit, and she really likes it too, and. It's uh, once you both kind of get the hang of it, uh, it gets competitive. And like you mentioned, uh, Super Puzzle Fighter, uh, I played probably more hours of Super Puzzle Fighter <laughs> in college than any other game on the planet. Uh, and this reminds me so much of that, but it's a lot more frantic, and the game is over much faster. Um, and the multiplayer rules are actually really neat because uh, score only matters if you don't die. The first person to die loses, but if you make it through the timer, then your score counts. Um, it's a super good game, and it's real cheap, and I think you can play it for free on the Adult Swim site. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it's on Steam. It's $8 on Steam. I'm looking at it right now, because yeah, yeah. I saw a commercial for it, and I was like, this game looks amazing. Yeah, it's great. I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I did buy Animal Crossing, and uh, I played about 30 minutes of it before, and this, you know, and here's the thing. So I bought Animal Crossing. Well, Okay. I wasn't going to buy Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Nor were we. Are you going to the story? <laughs> like 1.30 a.m. Sunday morning, we were like, why Yeah, not? all right. Yeah, no. So I watched the quick look on Giant Bomb, and I was like, okay. I haven't played Animal Crossing since GameCube. Um, I didn't touch the Wii one or the DS one. So I was like, all right, I'll get this. And uh, so, you know, I, I broke down on, like a sun, on that Sunday. It was like I didn't wake up until like late in the morning. And I was like, okay, fine. Bought it. A <laughs> uh, couple hours later, and this is the cliche, like, I started playing it a little bit, and then my girlfriend takes it, and I'm never going to touch it again. Like, I'm never going to see it again. That is the cliche about Animal Crossing, is that, Your oh, girlfriend my girlfriend really likes you? it. Like, that's the cliche uh, about Animal Crossing. <laughs> and she's loving it. So, you know, it seems good. Everybody seems to really be enjoying it. Um from what I played, it seems neat. Uh, it seems like Animal Crossing. I don't know. Still, I, uh, I, I puttered around in Graz's game for like five minutes when she was cooking dinner or in the bathroom or something. Yeah. And I talked to everybody, all the animals in the town, and nobody gave me the option to change their catchphrase. So I couldn't like surreptitiously slip oh. like a penis in there or like right. fart. Yeah. <laughs> but that was my single objective. Yeah. It, through no fault of my own, I believe the uh, all the animals in my town... Uh, are referring to each other as biatch right now. Uh, so, 
Uh, who knows how long that will continue, but it, it seems like more Animal Crossing, but it does seem like this one may be a little bit more involving than the previous couple. Or it's just like now a lot of people who haven't played it in 10 years are coming back to it and they're just getting into it again. I don't know. Well, that, that thing they do with the horizon is super weird. Yeah. How you just, instead of walking around screens, the world just rotates yeah, constantly. Like you're on the, like you're on the planet. Yeah. You're on like the super gravity planet from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> So. Yes. Uh, yeah, but um, that reminds me. So uh, a couple of months ago, I did buy a 3DS, and uh, I really enjoyed Super Mario 3D Land. Um, I haven't been interested in or excited about a Super Mario game in a long, long time, and I just heard that one was good, and I was buying a 3DS. And uh, I am enjoying the shit out of it. Like, I don't like any of those new Super Mario Brothers games. They're all kind of the same, and they all kind of suck to me. Uh, but that that 3D one on on the 3DS is is real good. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm quite enjoying that one. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, don't regret that purchase at all. Get getting a lot of get, getting a lot of use out of the 3DS. Uh, but I think it's far enough along in its uh, life cycle to actually have enough good games to where now it's worth your time buying one. Uh, if you're an RPG player. It's the place to be right now. It's true. Yeah. Between Especially like Fire the, Emblem, yeah. Etrian Odyssey, arguably and, uh, Soul Hackers. Sushi Megami Tensei 4 coming up yeah. next month, I think. Yeah. And another Etrian Odyssey on the way, which I'm pretty psyched about. <laughs> oh, the story driven or yeah, story like remake of the Odyssey. first one. The, the original Etrian Odyssey had a pretty dope twist at the end. Oh, is that the Nosco one where they find out the tree is. Re- oh, never mind. Yeah. Once they get to the bottom of the world, and it's like and there's a couple twists. Uh, they're mm-hmm. all, but uh, t- beyond that, like Etrian Odyssey Four, yeah, which was great, really did not have a story to speak of. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just the 3DS is a natural home for a lot of these games because you wouldn't play them unless it was inconvenient to play something more fun? Yeah, where you if I would, <laughs> if I didn't have an hour plus on a train every day. Like, I would not, maybe I wouldn't have spent as much time with Fire Emblem. I mean, I did, I ended up reviewing all those games. But it's just, it feels natural and it feels great in a way that when you're bored with the game, you don't have to like turn the TV off or turn off the PlayStation or any of that. You just close the 3DS and walk away. You just come back. So it's, it's totally just pick up and put down, like, fight a couple battles, draw a map of the dungeon for a while. Yeah. I, uh, I have Fire Emblem. I didn't buy it for me. Uh, it's sitting on a shelf. I would imagine it'll get a lot of use at some point. Um, I am so fucking bad at strategy games that I just don't even touch them. Does Fire Emblem oh, even yeah. count as a strategy game? It's it's pretty light strategy. Yeah, it's rock, uh, paper, scissors, basically. But, uh, <laughs> Zach, <it's> re- <laughs> you uh, might want to play in the casual mode if you're worried about characters dying. Cause I'm just let them die. Just, just not even going to touch it. Not well, even no, going to touch mean, it. <laughs> yeah, I can never do that because I was always afraid I'd need them later on. Because I remember Final Fantasy Tactics, where yeah, never mind. I don't want to even go into that. <laughs> if a Pegasus Knight goes down, I'm restarting. <laughs> if I lose my 12 year old quote unquote 200 year old dragon, oh, God, one of those. I'll take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So it's E3. Let's talk about E3. Um, That's it's a. I think. I mean, we kind of knew it was going to be an exciting E3. It's been a very exciting E3, I think. Like, much more interesting than in previous years, but that's because we're at the start of a new console cycle here. Uh, right. And there was sort of a slugfest happening during those <laughs> press conferences that was really fun to watch and really interesting to see unfold in real time. 
but we're just going to go through them one by one here and, and talk about what was presented. So we'll start with Microsoft, which was the first thing on Monday. And uh, before we get into the, the games, uh, who's buying an Xbox One? I will get one eventually just because it has Crimson Dragon. Um, but that is – and by eventually, I mean maybe six or seven years from now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, want, I want to support the guy who's, who did Panzer Dragoon and everything. But you know, if it means buying the Xbox when I could get a PlayStation 4 or Wii U, I don't really know about that. I mean we've got D4 and Crimson Dragon and uh, not too much else. Well, D four is coming out on other stuff, isn't it, or not? It's not. Ex- they didn't say exclusive, which means it isn't. Well, yeah, it says Connect, maybe. So I don't think they've announced it for anything else yet, though. Well, hmm. It'll probably does. be like the original, where they come out with a director's cut um, I, for Deadly Premonition or something. I think the rule on this one is if they didn't say exclusive, it's not exclusive because right. during these press conferences, they're going to tout anything that's only available on their yeah. console. Uh, it would seem foolish not to emphasize that aspect of anything you were displaying. Yeah, even if it's something that virtually only weirdos care about, like a sweary game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now, what about Killer Instinct? Is that something you think only the uh, hardcore is going to care about, or is that uh, honestly something that could make I it cannot, like it's 1995 again? Do the hardcore care about that? No, i got to get don't. my sweet Sable Wolf combo. Well, there's no. a following. It surprised <laughs> me, too, but there are people who want that game. Hang on I know a second. there are people that want that game, but there were also people that wanted Darkstalkers, and I think it's probably the same <laughs> oh, number come on. of Let's not, let's not yeah, put well, Darkstalkers in can't the same lot. <laughs> Look, we'll get to Killer Instinct, okay? We will get your, we'll <laughs> sorry, get your killer cuts on Killer Instinct, but <laughs> Dave, Joel, you guys going to buy an Xbox? I'm going to have to wait and see, honestly. I mean, given the, the price point it came out at, um, I, I really don't like all the i mean and it's it may just be philosophical but i don't like all the always online garbage that they make you do that yeah so you made a more expensive console um and you added a bunch of overhead to my experience when all you really had to do was release a stronger hardware platform and i almost certainly would have bought it like i'm a i'm a, i'm an easy sell for an xbox because yeah. i already own one i've owned one for two generations now and all of a sudden you threw all this garbage on there that i can't even believe it was really that big of an issue uh, but they had to they they had to go to these sort of extreme lengths uh, to to correct whatever piracy they they saw going on. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly I don't know what I'm going to buy. Maybe this will be like the really the first time I own a PlayStation of current generation, uh, just because it's it's so much cheaper and I just yeah I didn't really see anything on the Xbox that I thought was going to be like a deal breaker. Unless, like, Destiny is an exclusive or something. Okay, yeah. Uh, Dave? For for my purposes, never say never to a day one purchase. Right. I, if you see I've one on the shelf, to, yeah. I've been known to make some poor decisions, like when the Wii U came out. I was like, <laughs> let's see if Target has any and if we can walk over there and get one. And sure enough, they had, like, a stack of them. Uh, well, you're getting your money said, out of it now, so... My... My... my like, I... I saw somebody ask on Twitter, not not to spoil it, but they, they tweeted at me. They were like, what's got you hype for these consoles? And then so I looked up a list of exclusives, and almost every exclusive had a little star next to it that said, also coming to PC. So I was like, yeah. maybe I can just stick with a PC. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, yeah. I got a top-of-the-line PC. I, I just put a new video card in uh, one of our PCs. So that thing's going to last at least a couple years, at least long enough that the price will go down and 
I'm impatient. And when you're an adult, $500 is a lot of money, but not an ungodly amount of money. Yeah, it's not insurmountable. You know, you save it for a month. Yeah, so it could happen, but Halo 4 left me pretty cold when it was all like we we kept trying to go back to that Spartan Ops mode, and it was so bad (laughs) that Halo's got nothing for me, and I can't really even think of much else that's like exclusive. Todd mentioned Crimson Dragon, which has been coming out for like Mm-hmm. Four years. I don't know. I just, yeah. And I love Panzer Dragoon. I mean, Ordo was one of my favorite games of the original Xbox, but like, I just can't get excited about something that ephemeral. Like, right, right. Uh, it'll come out eventually, I'm sure, but so it's will The Last Guardian, already, maybe? Yeah, it's probably almost already done because that demo slipped out for the 360. And that's, right. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I, I got to say, like, uh, I, I'm going to, you know. I will buy both of these eventually depending on the software library. So, like, you know, it kind of depends on is there a bunch of shit I can only play on the Xbox next year? Then, yeah, of course. Like, <clears throat> it's really actually only going to take, like, one or two games. It'll take one or two games that I can only play on the Xbox that I really, really want that aren't also split-gen. So it's, like, stuff that isn't also coming out on the 360. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I was fucking blown away by the footage of that Fantasia game. I want that shit right now. But it's also coming out for 360, so I'm not going to buy an Xbox One for it. But that was kind of it. And, like, looking at their lineup, it's like, yeah, Halo. All right. I didn't. I skipped Halo 4, so obviously I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, I, you know, I just th- th- want to know, why does Halo need a shawl <laughs> or a cowl or a cloak or whatever he's wearing? I, I mean, <laughs> but he survived re-entry from space. <laughs> what is the desert going to do? Because he wants to sand in his joints, you know? It'd be like... Yeah. I don't. Uh, there's a whole lot of crap surrounding a planet. If you fall, how about yeah? How about meteors in his joints? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Master Chief is also you know? in on other planets. He was walking around on a beach, and I didn't see him like you know putting on <laughs> sunscreen and covering up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so Halo's not really enough, and uh, I don't really give a shit about the DRM stuff because if I can buy things digitally now, I will, and I don't trade games in. I don't buy used, especially not from, like, a GameStop, because that would require me going into a GameStop. Um, My fear with the DRM stuff isn't so much that, like, oh, I don't own anything and all that licenses stuff. It's more about just how crappy my experience has been connecting to Xbox Live and how much weirdness my home network has apparently introduced into what Microsoft anticipated a home network would look like. Yeah. So, like, there's so much, like bizarre setup for live right now i don't want to have to like deal with that to play a single player game i already put up with it enough times just trying to you know reliably play halo with my friends yeah and like the next time i move and i don't have internet for a week like it's i if things are coming out on the playstation and it's sort of a same difference scenario like i didn't even know steam had a time limit for its offline mode until people start talking about it because it's 30 days yeah. So I I never had the experience. But that's, so, yeah, but in the DRM stuff, that's the only difference between Steam and what Microsoft is doing. And everyone yeah. loves Steam, but that's because Valve loves the internet loves Valve. So they're not yeah, complaining about anything Valve is doing. Uh, and Valve is and like you know, and the, the the excuse is like, oh, but they they sell games for cheap, so that's all it takes. Like you can buy Hitman Absolution for four dollars, and you just forgive everything else that you're bitching about, like with Microsoft, like. Zach, we are Americans, so yes. <laughs> I think that's partially the solution. I think mm-hmm. also I just feel morally justified if in five years Steam shuts down, 
I'll just pirate those games. Yeah, so I just still <laughs> have, bought them. I just still <laughs> have an, right. I still have an avenue to play Hitman Two after Steam goes away, even if it's like a questionable one. Where the thing that sort of really incensed me, and I know like backwards compatibility shouldn't be taken as a given. And I know that the reason for backwards compatibility not existing is because it's like completely different hardware architecture, which is like, all right, you got to take that hit at some point. Right. But like, you know, why am I going to buy an Xbox Live Arcade game right now? Like the Dungeons and Dragons game is coming out next week. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to buy it on PC because I'm always going to have a PC. Yeah. Says you. Well, I think no. so. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, Until I, my brain is the PC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in which case you'll still have one because well, you know, or it will have me if you don't have a PC your primary worry is not going to be not being able to play Dungeons and Dragons so. yeah really I like the visage of like far flung future 20 years from now like we're all in our 40s or maybe older and 50s, we have, 50s and we have computers <laughs> we have computers in our brains and your eyes are fucking Google Glass, and people like us are like, "Can I play Dungeons and Dragons: Shadows yeah, Shad- over Mistaro?" <laughs> as long as I got the Guardian Legend on an emulator, I'll be okay. If I can still play Super Mario Brothers two, then I'm fine. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the first thing <laughs> they're going to put out for the brain PC Super <laughs> Nintendo emulator SNES yeah. 9 X. I'll just walk around with my fucking second edition book under my arm. <laughs> nope, DRM doesn't let you open it. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on the mic uh, on on the Xbox uh, out of the gate. I I, uh, I got to pick one of these things, you know. If I'm gonna pick one, then I'll go with the one that seems like a better deal. Uh, and frankly, I don't I don't think the price is all that out there. Uh, from what I understand, that extra hundred bucks is because the Kinect is in every box, and that costs money. And the PlayStation doesn't come with a camera. Yeah, that's fine. I actually have a Kinect on my current Xbox, and I never freaking use it yeah. for anything. Yeah, yeah, no. Of I use it to play Steel Battalion. I use it. Oh, of my life. No, no. Play I it, use John. it to play Fruit Ninja occasionally. That's it. Dave, let's and get like, let's get this straight. You tried to use your Kinect to play Steel I, Battalion. I gave it a solid five hours. <laughs> I, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. I'll make it as brief as I can. So I'm going through a tunnel, and I think, get a hey. It's pretty dark in this tunnel. I better turn on my headlights. So I put my hand up over the headline pa- headlight panel, and the dude's hand on the screen just sort of wanders over to the, the self-destruct button and flips, <laughs> the, eject flips button, the cover up. And I just go, oh, no, 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 no. And I put my hands in my lap like I'm being chastised at Catholic school. And then he just goes, boop. <laughs> my mech explodes, and I was like, okay. I guess I'm done with this game. I'm out. <laughs> well, well. Yeah. Now, to go back to the um, used game reselling thing, I do kind of sympathize with that because I always like the idea of being able to get rid of something if I don't like it and get a fraction of the money back, even if it's just on eBay or whatever. And if I pay just $5 for it, I really don't care quite as much. But, you know, when a game costs $60, that's $60 I could use for, like, I don't know, two Criterion DVDs. And if it sucks, I'd like you being able to get one DVD out of it, you know? Oh, you can buy Criterion DVDs instead of video games, Todd. Well, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, very. Very. Well, well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just of the Rockin' Armageddon, you know, hey. <laughs> I, I do get a little concerned about the, the end run around uh, the rights of, like, first sale rights, basically. Mm-hmm. That it's just like, 
Oh, well, we'll just skirt this issue because nobody can resell anything that's digital. And maybe that's just like the reality we I, live in. Yeah. But I, it hurts a little less when it's a dollar song on iTunes. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's true. But, uh, okay, so like what I'm hoping what the, all this DRM on, micro, on Microsoft Box means uh, is that they are going to go to a Steam style thing where there's going to be all these sales and you'll yeah. be able to get games for really cheap. And I am really hoping, like, so, like, I upgraded my, I, I bought a brand new PC last year, and frankly, like, I'm going to do all my gaming on that. Like, I'm going to buy a PlayStation 4, because, uh, but I'm going to play everything on my PC, uh, if it's available. Uh, but the first thing I did when I got my new PC was, did the, I wanted the new hotness so I could try and just push the graphics card to whatever I could, so I just bought the next AAA game, and the next AAA game was Dishonored. So I paid 60 bucks for Dishonored right when it came out, and I played it for about 20 minutes and said, oh, I'm terrible at stealth games, and I'm not <laughs> going to play this. I have put, at this point, 30 minutes into it. I paid 60 bucks. I can't trade that in anywhere. I can't do anything with that. I just yeah. wasted 60 bucks. If exactly. I had bought that for Xbox, I could take it over to GameStop and get my 1250 for it and at least put that <laughs> towards something else. Uh, and I realized right then when I was like, oh, I can't trade this in. I can't sell it back. I can't do anything with it. This is the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it does seem inevitable. <laughs> the, the other thing, though, is you don't even have to be that savvy to get like a, a PC game day one for 35 bucks or even less in some cases. Like this sort of up, upcoming upstart site, Green Man Gaming which I don't really know what their deal is, mm. but almost everything they sell as a pre-order is like 20% off. So if it's something you feel like a sure bet, like I got Tomb Raider for somewhere in the range of 30 bucks the day it came out. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know what Green Man Gaming's deal is. Like, I don't know it how, like what their like business model is. It's like mob front or something. Like, <laughs> it's just laundering money selling yeah. CDs. <laughs> You want Tomb Raider? We got all these copies fell off the back of the truck. Except they, instead of an Italian accent, it's Russian. Yeah, it may, it, it may well be. XCOM 998! Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, the other thing, like, the, the reality for games nowadays seems to be wait a month. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Unless you're really excited to play off. it. Yeah. Well, Unless you're really excited. for systems where you wait a year and you'll get $100 off, so hey, maybe things will change. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not going to buy an Xbox at launch. Um, I'll wait on that one. But uh, let's go down the games that were presented at the press conference. Uh, we mentioned Killer Instinct. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I can't do anything but laugh at that because just the <laughs> very idea of Killer Instinct is so fucking dumb. And I can't believe they're bringing it back. <laughs> and I, I mean, I know why they're bringing it back, but... Um, yeah, although uh, a lot of people are making hay over this one because it's an Xbox exclusive, and that console very specifically is so hostile to fighting game tournaments that the the FGC, as they call it, will not play it at tournaments. Mm. Uh, so that sort of, for any fighting game, doesn't that just basically, like, you know, ankle it right out of the gate? Yeah, in the long term, that's kind of a death sentence, but... I'm kind of interested just to see how, well, how tasteless Killer Instinct can be this time around. I mean, the original game was basically a collection of every possible stereotype, uh, stereotypes of stereotypes, if you will. And I'm just kind of worried of what they'll do in the modern era. Like, what are they going to come up with this time? Yeah, well, the presentation itself included a rape joke. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, obviously, we need to bring up Dark Souls 2. So I'm just going to say that and then sit back for a little bit. 
Hype, uh, hype, hype. Heart. <laughs> Super hype. Yeah. I hope it's good. I watched their like 15 minute gameplay preview and it looked like Dark Souls. Which and is I all like that guy's, I like that guy's fur collar. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer was neat. I, I thought it looked good. And uh, I only just now bought Dark Souls on the PC. Um, I, you, I enjoyed being terrible at it on the Xbox for a little bit, uh, but uh, I'll give it another. Sh- I'll give it another go and being terrible at it. If you can stomach more Dark Souls than you could handle of Dishonored, you need to go back and play Dishonored because <laughs> there's no way Dishonored was more frustrating than Dark no, Souls. No, I just found I didn't like the gameplay in Dishonored. Uh, okay, like at all. I, I I hate that first person stealth shit. I just can't do it. I'm so bad at it. Like, you I can actually just up. run up and stab everybody I'm in that just, game, and then yeah. it ends up being like six hours long. Okay, well, that's what I, eventually when I, you know, if there's like a Sunday where I'm like, okay, I have literally played everything I own, I guess I'll just stab my way through Dishonored. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, no. it's pretty generous <laughs> if you don't feel like being stealthy. If I played Dishonored, or do I do laundry? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do laundry first. And then, yeah. Um, there's, there was a new Insomniac game called Sunset Overdrive that looked. Like sort of, um, I'm not sure how to describe that, but it kind of looked like Jet Set Radio meets a bunch of other shit. <laughs> Joel's antenna just went up. To what? what? Jet, Set <laughs> Jet Set Radio, you say? Uh, <laughs> it, well, Jet Set Radio just in like the urban environment, like a super brightly colored cartoon urban environment with parkour elements and. Uh, Looked like a lot of different gameplay stuff. I don't know. It, it, I wasn't particularly grabbed by it. Uh, I don't know if you guys actually saw that trailer or not. Well, uh, it's like, is anybody still excited about Insomniac? No. Like, I don't want to be mean to them, but I feel like even the people who really like their games have been down on the past, like, five of them. Yeah, that's true. I guess they're done. <laughs> so, like, the Fuse just came out, and nobody seemed to like that. And I heard it compared to Brute Force, which is oh, pretty wow. cool. Ooh. Ouch. Whoa, that's like a name I've never heard. <laughs> had to wipe a little blood off their lips after that one. Uh, and, and all those Ratchet and Clank games, that the really the recent ones like the co-op one and the tower defense one and the most recent Resistance, like it just seems like nobody, even their hardcore fans, don't like those games anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Um, all right, so there was another thing that was going on a lot during the Microsoft thing. Uh, Smart Glass seems to be the gimmick that they're going to try and sell everyone that literally no one will ever use, which is third player or second player on a tablet can fuck around in the game that you're playing. So, like, I'm playing Need for Speed. Not me, but, you know, a hypothetical (laughs) person would be playing Need for Speed. And then someone on their tablet can call in a helicopter to, I don't, to, I I don't know what. Like, I don't know what the helicopter is going to do. It sounds kind of like almost the Wii U tablet controller thing, where the second person gets to mess around, but I don't know if that's going to take. I don't think anyone... Yeah, it's too gimmicky, and you'd have to... I think the real problem is how well programmers kind of adopt that. Does it stay a gimmick? Does somebody actually risk making it integral to the experience of the game? No. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what what I mean. Like, nobody's going to go out on a limb and make a game that only works well with smart glass. Yeah. So that'll be the gimmick no one uses. Um, I am super stoked that all these consoles are now coming uh, with apparently like a button or a quick item that just lets you start streaming on Twitch. Because uh, I do that a lot, and Dave, I know you do that a lot. Yeah. yeah how robust is that actually going to be? And it's actually just straight up to Twitch. 
Yeah, it, it, you literally you hit a button. It seemed like you hit a button, and the PS4 does this too. They did that when they they showed that off when they announced the console, where you just hit a button and it starts streaming to your Twitch profile, and your chat window, your your chat comes up, uh, and, and you just you just use your headset to talk over the game. And, yeah, that's cool. Which is great. For my that's purposes, perfect. Yeah, I don't think I can use a headset because I I do it with uh, my wife. Sure, right. Uh, yeah, and I, I'd have to get around that too. But like. You can easily buy like adapters. You'd only need one device between your headset and yeah, or your 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 console and the rest of the people to make that work. It definitely would be better. I've switched over to XSplit now just for convenience. But before, I was using like four programs, like a like an audio doubler to put the mic audio on top of the game audio and Adobe Flash encoder and all these things. So if you can just push a button, that's totally cool. I feel like I would have less control, but then the even the PS4 doesn't have component out, right? So all the consoles now are going to have HDCP, which means either you stream from the console itself or you find a way to get around HDCP. Well, you can get around well, think- that now. I mean, that's not that tough. Like all you need is an Elgato and an HDMI splitter that eliminates hmm. the copy. Like that's how I get around it. Yeah, I've just always used component. With yeah, the yeah, PS3. Yeah, yeah. And, and and in the future you won't need to. I don't think like there's there's a million ways around that. I I fully intend on streaming from a PS4 like the day it comes out. I I'm sure I can pull that off uh, unless guess, they totally change the uh, copy protection protocol. Well, my my concern is uh for the in-game or the in-console streaming is that they said that the the companies can do whatever they want. They can disallow you to stream whatever. Yeah. So it feels like it just it needs to be all or nothing, or I'm just going to keep doing it the way I was doing it. Yeah, totally. I just stream everything from PC, which is more convenient anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, Dead Rising Three. Anyone? No. Ooh, oh God, oh, man! It looks like they kind of just ripped the heart out of it or something. Why would you do this? Like I heard the dude say, "We're going for the Call of Duty audience," mm. which is like famous last words. <laughs> like, could you possibly think of a worse game? Like my fondest memories of uh, Dead Rising are stocking up on coffee creamer mm. to heal my injuries and picking up seven textbooks. So my mini chainsaws that I got from murdering a crazy clown would last longer. <laughs> so I don't know where this like hard and gritty reality really slots into that Call of Duty, like the Dead Rise. I just don't see where it links up. Zombies, what can you do? Anyway, uh, my are we really is- at the point now where we're rebooting video games instead of just making a new IP? Like. Why do they think the Dead Rising brand is strong enough to sustain such a drastic shift in tone? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, are you suggesting that Dead Rising 2 is in bargain bins like three months after it came out? <laughs> I might be saying something like that, Zach. Hey, in its defense, the Dead Rising 2 re-release still hasn't gone down to $5, which is my price point. You're, you're right. It's just weird yeah, how companies get like attached to these. Like, the, I feel like they're just so attached to the brand. Like, everybody. I mean, Zach is sick of zombies. Maybe the whole world is. Who knows? Not me. But I mean, if you, yeah, if you want to make another kind of zombie game, just make another kind of zombie game. Like, well, people will see the video and be like, "This is great." But if you say you give it something like Dead Rising Three, people, you know, there's a history there. People that liked that game may be expecting something. So yeah, you don't get the people that like it wanted, 
and the people who didn't like it are still associating it with the game they didn't like. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also true that uh, somebody at Capcom must really hate Keiji Inafune, the creator of Mega Man who left. Because, and maybe this is part of that because he made de- the original Dead Rising and he got the um, – who was it who made Dead Rising 2? He was part of that as well. So maybe this is their attempt to rebrand it, basically take it away from whatever he was trying to do and just throw it in his face. And who knows? It's also like the guy presenting – like I'm, I just pulled up a quick video of this because I missed this one entirely. <laughs> and the, the guy presenting it – has like one of those stupid faux hawks and an eyebrow piercing. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Well, He's maybe that's their target audience. Hey, maybe, yeah, maybe that is their target audience. <laughs> We're going for the eyebrow piercing faux hawk. I'm surprised he's not wearing two polo shirts with collars popped. <laughs> okay. Uh, Witcher 3. Yes. Yep. Oh, God, yes. I'm on board. Yes. <laughs> Witcher 2 is like. That's one of the best role-playing games of the past few years. And yeah. there's no reason... The, the first game, it was all right. It had some good parts. The second game was like what everybody talks about when they talk about choice in video games. Yeah, It's also like, just really fun to play before yeah, you think into really like the mechanic of choice. it's got a really great combat system. Yep. That's really complex. There's, it's got a huge talent tree that actually makes a difference in how you fight. Like... You could be a sword dude and do your parries and repostes, or you could be a mage and your fireballs are all different and your shield electrocutes dudes when they hit them. And I, I just have total faith in those guys. And they're making a cyberpunk game at the same time, so I've already submitted my, my engagement proposal to their studio. <laughs> Hoping to hear back any day. Will you marry me, CD, CD Project? I, I'm just. I want to know what kind of weirdo monster girls they'll give me the chance to have. Oh aw- yeah, awkward, awkward mocap puppet sex with. She had weird fuzzy goat went, legs. Do you think that's why they went with the cyberpunk genre? Because they they just yes. couldn't figure out different ways to kind of genre appropriate, like strange Ooh. appendages to attach to. They were like, "What about a mermaid? Already been done." <laughs> We're out of ideas. Move to another zone. Yeah. Just put the robot legs on her. <laughs> How about a robot? Sergey, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This, and then the sex scene will be just a screwdriver in a slot hole or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of screwdrivers and slot holes, uh, Titanfall. Anybody care? Looks kind of like Lost Planet 2, except I don't think you can actually... Um, no you know, train gun, no sail. Yeah. Everybody, but that, that seems like that's that's the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like David's some kind of interplanetary buyer, and the real estate yeah. agent is like mm-hmm. telling him about the different wasteland planets he can purchase. I so just closed my ice, case ice, full of ice. money. And uh, never mind. How many miles of uh, of track can the train gun on this planet run along? Oh, there isn't one. Why are we even here? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, like gaming press seems to be really excited about that. But I watched the demo and was like, "Eh, multiplayer shooter with ro- with a, with a robot that it's mm. not like it's not like they're talking about it like, wow, we've never piloted a mech in a game before. <laughs> like, yeah, you have. Like, what? This doesn't really seem all that new or interesting to me. I don't. I don't know. But it's just going to be like another corridor shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no. The, the the whole thing is they're trying to make a multiplayer campaign seem like a single player. So, like, lots of dialogue and story and stuff in the multiplayer and uh, uh, custom dialogue. I always and just, like, like when they, they had, like, Quake Wars, 
for example, where you had all those, you would be in a map and it'd be kind of like a death match, but you had objectives like knock out this shield and then, or generator and it knocks out a shield somewhere else in the map. I just wish they'd chase that more than doing like another capture the flag. So I could see there being promise in that. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I saw the demo and it was like, yeah, I'm not going to play it. Uh, okay, so moving on, Electronic Arts was next, and uh, I think we can just call it here, announcement of the show, Peggle 2, right? <laughs> I mean, that guy was really excited to announce Peggle 2. I don't know. If well, I like that animated gif they made where they subtitled it, Pikachu, and yes. then he jumped in the air, and then the Pokeball comes out. <laughs> mm. okay. That was my moment of the show. Uh, EA didn't really have anything. Um, Dragon Age, I guess, isn't coming out until next Christmas. <laughs> Who cares? I care. I'll play that. I well, mean, I care a little bit. You know, I mean, speaking of, I don't know. Speaking of banging people in a fantasy game, like, I mean, Dragon yeah. Age. But now that I have played, <laughs> like, I, did, I hadn't played The Witcher 2 before I played Dragon Age Origins. Now, having played The Witcher, I'll never be able to get that out of my mind when playing Dragon Age. You're like, the sex is so much better in The Witcher. Why would I ever go back? That's exactly it. Like, they fade exactly to black why. way later. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, just in terms of, like, the, the combat was more fun. Like, playing through Dragon Age was just like, if I'm playing it on hard, I have to pause and think through everything. Or I just play it on a slightly less difficult setting and trash everything in my path. And yeah, I did. I I did not find that that satisfying. So I'm not that excited about the the new one. I'll play it. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I, Dragon Age Two is a big pile of horseshit, but I'll still play the next one because I'm a sucker. Uh, anybody super excited about Mirror's Edge Two? Kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah they actually I'm, said it wouldn't be a shooter, so that that alone is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I hope that they kind of keep the like the lack of kind of combat. From the first game, I like the idea that you were actually vulnerable and you were supposed to use the parkour everywhere. It could it could still have guns in it. They could just make it so you don't get dropped in an arena, and the only way out is a twenty foot tall pipe that you can't possibly climb while you're getting shot at, and just leave it up to the player. Yeah, I don't know. I I have Mirror's Edge. I have not played it. I mean, I, I played like a demo or something, and the controls were just. What? So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, Ubisoft was next. Hey, guys, uh, there's an Assassin's Creed game coming out uh, this year. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Assassin's Creed 3 was so bad. <laughs> I don't think uh, I'm going to go back to that franchise. didn't like being an assassin on George Washington's team. <laughs> yeah, it was just so... <laughs> God, what a slog. What a fucking slog that game was. Ugh. I can't believe that they keep on, like, working over the tired, like, Native American combat guy siding with the Americans in the revolution. Like, <laughs> well, this one's a big day. History, and it probably just isn't appropriate given what happened afterward. Mm. Well, Joel, this one's about pirates, and no one's tired of pirates. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, lots of more Watch Dogs footage. No one wants to see more Watch Dogs. They should just put that game out. Um, I am excited about new Trials, but I'm a weirdo who likes Trials. Uh, 
Any, do any of you play those those Trials games? Like Trials Evolution? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't say yeah. I briefly considered buying Dirt, but never really got <laughs> it. I don't think that's in the same mold. <laughs> yeah. That's not the same thing. Now, if you haven't, I, I recommend it. They're like puzzle games. Um, I really enjoyed it. It... it Occasionally they'll go on, like, eventually Trials Evolution will be like $3 on Steam. And when it does, I highly recommend checking it out. They are weirdly addicting um, and super, super fun. Uh, so okay. they're making more of those. Uh, Should we make, like, is it possible to make, like, a My Weird Addiction episode out of <laughs> Trials Evolution? I don't think so, unless he's eating Xboxes <laughs> instead of playing Trials. <laughs> yes. No, I can only play Trials while licking a dirt bike. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Making vroom vroom sounds. Yeah, this is getting weird. All right, uh, so then the last thing Ubisoft had was uh, Tom Clancy's paranoid libertarian utopia. Uh, which, oh, the germ plague, yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah, and the trailer was like the ultimate libertarian <laughs> like bullshit fantasy where the government's collapsed and it's just you and you're on your own. Uh, finally, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's finally happened. This is what yeah, see, this is what for. happens if you don't go to the gold standard. Yeah. The money. <laughs> right. Gold doesn't get germs. Rain, rainwater for four months. It's just <laughs> you and your bitcoins. Yeah, <laughs> I think me and Joel always describe it as like the fist of the North Star conundrum. It's like, no, nah, dude, you're gonna be a peasant. You're gonna be some dude that somebody yeah. with a mohawk buries in the ground up to his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only one Kenshiro, and unless you're part of a thousand-year lineage of you know kung fu fighting monks, your your go- goose is cooked. Yeah, yeah. The best you can hope for is being one of the guys he beats up and kills instantly. You know, yeah. instead of suffering, or just one of the guys that like he shows up to save. I'll start there. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll be the the you know. The poor guy huddling in a corner who gets to look yeah. up longingly at Kenshiro's <laughs> bristling muscles and just wish I could protect my family the way that he has. <laughs> I I do wonder like how far they're gonna go because it seems like the Tom Clancy games and like military shooters, they do seem to be getting increasingly more like buying into like hardcore libertarian rhetoric. And I, I just wonder how far they're gonna take it someday, so it'll just be like you you are literally playing as Ron Paul <laughs> one of these days. Um, all right, so next was so next and last. Well, last is Nintendo, but next was Sony, and uh, they basically uh, pulled their dick out, came out on stage, and like swung <laughs> it around for like two hours. Like, <laughs> you I know have, you want yeah. this. I have oh, never God. seen a press conference that was that like full of just fuck you swagger. Like yeah, we're gonna do this shit. Like that was kind of crazy. It was, yeah, it was basically the 1995 E3 all over again, which is, yeah. was where Sony basically undercut the Saturn by $100, and that was all they said during their presentation. So, <laughs> uh, It was a pretty good press conference, though. Uh, they did say, and I hadn't heard this, but I guess there's those side episodes of The Walking Dead are coming out in August, and I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, about probably. all they said that, uh, for the Vita, though. Nothing else, really. Oh, uh, what? They Some, don't have their full support behind the Vita? <laughs> They basically they are assuming it's been out for like four years or something, and they're going to retire it. You know, come out with the Vita Four or something. But yeah, that was disappointing. I don't think anyone really expected a big Vita rollout, but there was just nothing. Yeah, um, but I am excited for those Walking Dead episodes because uh, mm-hmm. I, I it, well, I'm trepidatiously excited because there's no way they're going to be as good as the the mm-hmm. first part. Um, but I still want to play. Um, 
Another Batman game. Could not care less. I may actually finally play the first one. <laughs> Arkham Asylum. Now that it's like a nickel on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> now that they give it to you for signing up for a Steam account. That's right. <laughs> um, they announced a game called The Order that features Steampunk <laughs> Galahad. And Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh, God. I saw that movie in the theaters. Ugh. Yeah, so did I. Uh, why? Um, that looked like a third-person squad action shit with steampunk that I won't touch because it has steampunk stuff in it. Um, oh, come on, uh, Zach. Live a little bit. Fighting <laughs> zombies with Jack the Ripper and Oscar Wilde and who knows. Uh, I don't know. What do you, you fight anything with Oscar Wilde? No. I feel like if if Oscar well, if Wilde was on there. your like attack squad team, he would just get murdered because Oscar yeah. Wilde is extremely yes. clever in print. In real mm-hmm. life, you probably wanted to bludgeon him. <laughs> just, just smash cut to Joel being trapped in a room back in the day with Oscar Wilde. <laughs> so witty. Just like, give it a rest, Oscar. I'm like trying to find a way out of the door. Turn it Oscar's off, Oscar, for just like, a minute. Different ways to rhyme things with conundrum. I'm like, Oscar, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> We've heard it. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited for Beyond, but I enjoy a David Cage joint. Now, what did you think of the change to, I uh, guess, more of an um, action game with the shooting and the military training? Did you like that, or did I, you? I don't think that's a change. I think they just hadn't shown us that yet. Uh, okay, uh, so did you uh, You like fine. it more now? or wor- It's fine. I'll still play it. I mean, I, it, whatever. Like, I'm on board. With that game, I, I um, again, I'm one of like three guys who really liked Heavy Rain, so I'm gonna play Beyond. Like I, I'm on board with the first couple hours before it turns bad, before the <laughs> yeah. psychic shit gets its face. Oh, this whole game is now. about psychic shit. Robots from the center of the earth in the future. <laughs> Until I have to slowly turn the right stick to apply lipstick. <laughs> um, so the first scene <laughs> now you're pretty Zach very very pretty okay uh, Elder Scrolls Online anybody anybody uh, yeah I tried to get it on that beta oh really the okay. only thing that could what? make Elder Scrolls like fun at this point would be playing it with other people hmm. yeah but they so. should just make a co-op just make one of the games they already make that you can yes. play with one other person Don't well, I make feel an like MMO. that's essentially what they're doing like how like they've already made the perfect framework to have an MMO, and then you just allow a bunch of different players to run around on, you know... In I your- wouldn't count on it, because that was the logic behind the old Republic. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> but no, because they, but they, they still kind of poisoned the... Uh, they, they poisoned the formula. Because it's not just like the straight-up progression. They I don't know. As long as they don't introduce like the grindy stuff, where you basically... I don't. They they will because that's just what's going to happen. But I wish they wouldn't. So what do you think? Is this going to be the last MMO that comes out at like sixty dollars in a box, and you know, then three months later it's free to play? I don't know. One can hope, right? But (laughs) it seems like everybody said that about Star Wars. Yeah, but you can you can sell a boxed Elder Scrolls. Like they know they can sell a sixty dollar Elder Scrolls box. Can't they just make Fallout again already, and also make a (laughs) co op? Uh, uh, speaking of online, Destiny. Yes, I don't know. Sure. You're in. I'm in. It's Bungie. I was like, I was kind of on the it? fence, and then I watched a bunch of videos today, and I was like, yeah. You were like, I yeah, want to be me. a space gunslinger. Like, even if you go to their website, 
like, you know, destinythegame.com, the splash image, it's a video you can click to play, but in the splash image, there's a guy in a robot suit with some kind of dinosaur skull strapped to his shoulder, a red scarf around his robot helmet, and his bazooka <laughs> has like a bronze lion head on it. <laughs> yeah, I really liked all yeah. the production art of that, but when the demo came up at the Sony presentation, it didn't really do that much for me. Nah, it looked like standard online Halo. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was my take on it too. I was like, this production, this uh, concept art is neat, but the game looks super generic. They got those like weird bug looking tanks that are straight out of anime. Yeah, the Mazumane Shiro things. Yeah. Hey, it's an influence. They didn't rip it. <laughs> I mean, it looks a lot like. Yeah, so you can steal it from Mazumane Shiro. He's not I doing anything with it, you know? Well, he's probably drawing something inappropriate happening with it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's too busy drawing uh, cowgirls and horses or whatever. <laughs> oh, Gosh, man. They got every four arm aliens with laser swords. <laughs> but they only have two swords. Just carry four. So, because <laughs> no, this those, is. Those uh, other ones are for hugging, Dave. You know. Yeah, <laughs> just cuddling. So, because this is uh, mo- the most relevant to our audience on this show, I'll save it for the end of the Sony uh, press conference discussion. But before I get to that. Uh, I, I I have I, I put in a pre-order for a PS4. I I'm guaranteed one on launch day. Did anyone else pre-order one? Are any of you going to buy one? I just don't pre-order anything. Yeah, yeah. But not on launch day. I I could I. It seems more likely that I would buy a PS4 on launch day than an Xbox. But yeah, I'm, I'm I didn't even know camp. what's coming out on launch. Probably Is, nothing. Killzone. Yeah. Uh, what is that thing called? Blink or Frank or something? Or uh, oh, oh, Frank? Uh, Frank? Frank? Twink? Frank? <laughs> Dink? I don't know. <laughs> He's talking about it's the one with the, the pl- robot cute platformer thing. Yeah, with the I don't know what yeah. it's called either. It looks kind of like and I don't want to say Dark Cloud too, but it's got kind of that whole. Don't you speak that name on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's followed by and there's a sequel coming this fall. Yeah. It, nah, I mean, I, I was gonna buy one of the two. And I, you know, came down for me like, okay, well, PS3 seems like the better choice. I mean, just looking at looking at them side by side, sure, you know, I'll I'll take a PS4. They uh, both look like 1980s VCRs. Indeed, they do. Yeah, what the heck? The monolith <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least you can stack them now because they're yeah. finally rectangular again. Which is never a good idea, anyway. The PS4 kind of looks like concept art of what someone thought a VCR might look like someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what will yeah, VCRs look like in 2030? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, like, futurist, slanty thing. Um, but, you know, yeah. I, it, for me, like, I buy these things, uh, you know, I write them off my taxes. So I, I kind of need to spend the money anyway. Uh, so, you know, and I, it, it, for me, it it's like... Nice, Zach. Yeah, well... <laughs> uh, <laughs> For me, it's like Amazon put it up and said, if you do this right now, you are guaranteed one on launch day. And I was like, okay. like So now I just don't have to worry about it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Usually they'd say, you are not guaranteed this. We'll do our best. Yeah. No, I did it that, like, this was like half hour after the press conference ended. Hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. Sure. Uh, and, you know, with Amazon, it's not like I, they have my $400. I have until November to cancel that and not spend the money. So, you know, it's risk-free. But uh, it's nice to know. You know. I've noticed it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's nice to know. Like I have one on launch day if I want it. Like, right. It's not like I've committed to actually buying the damn thing. Uh, but, and the uh, thing I've noticed about the PlayStation 4, though, there's no really extra push for the you know the casual user. The PlayStation 2 came out when not many everybody had a DVD player, and the PS3 came out when not everybody had a Blu-ray player. 
And this time around, it's the same format, I think, isn't it? It's the still Blu-ray disc and stuff like that. There's no real yeah, I don't no, know, there's no entertainment format. angle to it. I mean, I guess, but that's what's pushing me in the direction of the PS4 is that they mm-hmm. just shut up about all the apps. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care. My TV mm-hmm. plays Netflix now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, all, they're all competing go. to be that device. So, I mean, yeah. like, even if the PlayStation 4 doesn't mention it, the, the functionality is still going to be there. And it's going to be a large component of what Sony is doing in the background. Yeah, but they're not telling me I'm going to push a, a button on the controller and Twitter pops up. Like, maybe that still will happen. But at least I'm not being sold that. Like, this is what you always dreamed would happen. Can you imagine? Like, how bored are you during your video games that you got to tweet about it? <laughs> oh, I literally do that right now with my I phone. Know. <laughs> You've got a problem. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I do that all the yeah. time. Yeah. But I'm going to you guys. It's like, that's part of your job. It's not like... You know, you guys are you're sort of building a reputation for being a source of information about this thing. Mm-hmm. You're not just like some 14-year-old who's like tweeting to his friends like, lol, wouldn't it be awesome to get high just once while you're playing Call of Duty? But <laughs> it would, though. <laughs> Look, I'll, I mean, just, maybe I'll cancel that PS4 pre-order if they don't announce that I can watch Star Trek and then also buy tickets for the new Star Trek and watch a trailer for the new Star Trek. Uh, while I am watching the original Star Trek. But will you be able to order a Star Trek pizza? I'm well, sure I... Device, you know, in a box shaped <laughs> like the Enterprise. Yeah, I don't know. First console to just put a fucking pizza button on the controller. <laughs> Wins next gen. You might want to patent that, Zach. You could probably sue somebody for it someday. Yeah, mm-hmm. patent trolling. <laughs> Not even bad trolling. If you just put the idea in there on a game console that plays games, a pizza button. That's probably the most explicit patent that the U.S. Patent Office has ever received. I'm going to need some order confirmation so I don't like fat finger that thing while I'm, doing, while I'm playing Bayonetta, which is. What do you mean fat finger? Like, like if it showed up, you'd be mad. So I'd be like, you'd be like, oh well. About what pizza. are you, psychic? <laughs> How did you know? You don't have to be psychic to know that you want pizza. It's like, actually, sir. <laughs> Uh, we saw you walking down the street, and we just sort of followed you home. <laughs> <laughs> you tip him in Microsoft points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here, take these 80 points. Okay, so to close out Sony, Final Fantasy fifteen, you guys. Oh, yeah! Oh, man, I don't know. Formerly okay. known as Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. But isn't that the most satisfying end to that story there could possibly be? I guess. It's the only ending that wasn't good. Just being like, we don't fucking know. Here, have it. <laughs> wow. I will say it does look fun, though, the whole idea of throwing your sword to warp on stuff, the whole Devil May Cry, Kingdom Hearts battle system. That actually got me interested. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm fun. not going to buy Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, well, 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 what's that video and the dude's jumping around on the side of the building? Mm-hmm. I cannot comprehend what is happening in this battle. Yeah, well, or I the story, say, or what's going on with the characters, or any of that shit. Like, I, exactly. I was I'm kind of disappointed that they went back to being sort of about the guys because the, one, one thing about Final Fantasy XIII, I did kind of enjoy. It actually had the female characters doing things in, in the leading roles. This one. This one just seems like it's about uh, hanging out with your bros and fighting in magical mobster Final Fantasy Crystal Land. Uh, I think I might be the only person in the entire universe that is interested in the next Final Fantasy thirteen game. Lightning Returns? I'm going to tell you why. It's because dress spheres. The cat outfit, yeah. 
Sure, whatever. I didn't know there was one of those, but <laughs> there is. Yeah. I spent my time in my Moogle outfit. My Tom. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, so I didn't watch this trailer until right now as we're talking. Is that guy? Does he have a fedora and an umbrella? Probably. And it looks like he's getting ready to fight someone. Oh, the guy in the rain who's making cryptic comments. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Now this guy appears yes. to be being attacked by bathwater. All right, <laughs> more bathwater. So this the, is, the thing about whatever. this that's always mystifies me about this whole thing is that you know in our forums and in forums around the world, people were still saying like, "Where's Final Fantasy versus 13? And these are all people who fucking hated Final Fantasy thirteen and just did nothing but talk shit about it for years. It's just like they said it was going to come out and it didn't, and so that's why everyone incessantly says they want it. Well, the thing was, thirteen was kind of. Mo- Everybody blames um, Motomu Toriyama, I think his name is, for Final Fantasy XIII. And Versus XIII was supposed to be made by um, you know, Tetsuya Nomura, the Kingdom Hearts guy. And so I guess everybody assumed that it would be more like the Final Fantasy they liked, the Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy VII, you know, Advent Children or whatever. So, yeah, I guess that's why they really wanted Versus XIII instead of just XIII. Yeah. Looks like you brought a gun to a sword fight. <laughs> also, the swords can teleport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A weird addendum. Um, so, speaking of Kingdom Hearts, the announcement after that was Kingdom Hearts 3, um, which I probably won't buy. Uh, which is weird because, you know, like, I'm curious about it, but I'm curious enough to watch, like, some gameplay footage. Once I find out, like, what the Disney worlds are in it, I will probably... My, my curiosity will be satiated uh, on that one. Um, but why did it take them this fucking long to make Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> Well, they had to make 10,000 games for the portable consoles right. and not make The World Ends With You too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, another Kingdom Hearts. I mean, the and last one was yeah. all right. What, what, which, um, which last one? We're talking about the one on Oh, was 3DS? it not even the last one? The 3DS one? Oh, that one. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about two. Oh, no, I don't know. I mean, Which I one is chronologically the last one? I don't even two. know anymore. God, who even it's knows? Two, like, the, the one I played on 3DS... The whole thing was like, you guys are almost ready to take the Keyblade Mastering exam. And I was like, <laughs> you have the longest buildup to any, like, you yeah, could be a regular-ass soldier now. Yeah, it's the fire. <laughs> you guys have been in, like, huh? ten games. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, what monsters are they fighting? This world must be just in constant peril. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, Disney was just super uncooperative with anything except really old, forgotten things. So it's going to be you visit the magical world of Darby O'Gill and little people and <laughs> that that darn cat and maybe some old Black David Coulter. Crockett movies. Have yeah. they brought in Song of the South yet? No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> Only in Japan. They, they took that level out for the American audience. Uh. Um, all right. So uh, finally, there was Nintendo. They sort of said, hi, we're still a company. Um and they announced a new Yoshi's Island, which, okay. They did? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I thought, I, no I, I, one I thought else they'd is. already done that. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Yeah, I, I think it was a while ago, too. Oh, okay. Well, I hadn't I seen that. Like it, I could be wrong. Maybe it just all blends together. Well, there was video of it, and I hadn't seen yeah. it. So, whatever. New Yoshi's Island. Uh, Mario 3D World. Yes. Um, which I was interested in until mm-hmm. they said you can play as all four characters. And then said, nope. But then I watched the video and said, oh, this is more like Mario 3D Land. So, 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I don't have a Wii U, and I only tend to buy one for a Mario game, so whatever. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed when that turned out to be for the Wii U and not the 3DS, because I don't have a Wii U yet. Because I really like the idea of the Super Mario 2 thing, where you have each character with their own abilities. And right, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just missed it. Yes, it is definitely combining elements of my two, uh, the two Mario games I remember most fondly, Super Mario 2 and Mario 3D Land. Um, so, it, it, you know, maybe I'll find a Wii U in the street. <laughs> take it in free yeah. to a good home yeah. here you go little guy come I'll, on in I'll go to the landfill the where, they're, the where they're dumping all those basic units yeah <laughs> Which, they are yanking those right like that's just straight up not going to be available I guess anymore. so I mean I can't I don't know why people still do that except that I guess you cut 50 bucks off the price and then some schlub will buy it because it's 50 bucks cheaper I guess I'm totally that schlop. <laughs> I actually didn't. You do that with the original Xbox? Yes, I did. Yeah, but I mean, I guess in your defense, the difference between that was a 20 gigabyte hard drive, which, like, even at the time, if you were paying a hundred dollars for, you were like 100 times the sucker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and especially since there wasn't really that much hard drive functionality for that console, unless you hacked yeah. it and just stole games, which is what most people did. Um, okay. So we'll close out Nintendo then with, uh, of course, Bayonetta. Yes! Which we, we only got so about 15,000 questions asking about Bayonetta's new haircut. Yeah. That's because they knew Dave Riley was going to be on this podcast. Well, yes. I, I apologize. <laughs> I'll just go on the record and say... I dig plus, the new haircut. It's plus, pretty good. Plus, 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 plus. Well, whatever keeps people from comparing her to Sarah Palin. I'm fine, <laughs> yeah, fine I with that's it. true. Do you think it was just like they, they intentionally inverted the length of the hair of the two characters? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Gene has long hair now. Dude, and, just keep yeah. it the same. It's okay. You could have just had her just have her say the same. So if, if her hair is real short, what's, what, are, what are her pants made out of? Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's armpit hair. Jesus Christ Spoilers Oh, the trailer was definitely on the nose Yeah, it was See, the thing is like Because, you know, Bayonetta game's known for being Real subtle Like, you sell a Bayonetta game by being subtle about it I guess It's always, I mean, it's definitely had that element of it But it's sort of I feel like it's been a little more burlesque And then in that trailer, it was just like I don't know Here's my butt yeah. There was uh, there was the part in Bayonetta where the only female enemy in the game you like yanked on some weird wood like metal torture horse vagina first. So <laughs> it's not always been subtle per se or or even burlesque in your terms. Though I don't know, like Bayonetta, I'm still willing to to accept on its own terms as long as they just muzzle Kamiya. Because, like, if you just look at that game by itself, you're like, all right, it's being sexy. It's, like, being fun about it. It's being playful, not just, like, weird. Yeah. But then you hear him talk, and you're like, you know, ladies just love fighting. Like, if you put two women in the same room, they're just going to fight. <laughs> it's just like, shut up! Well, you know, throw you... missiles at each other! Well, maybe he's not serious like he is on Twitter all the time, you know? Maybe he's, he's just actually a... He's actually got the best... One of the best, like, game developer Twitters, because all he yeah. does is retweet people who say stupid things to him, and he <laughs> just adds in, I see. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's just, like, the perfect way to expo- 
expose their idiocy, which is why when he says these like incredibly dumb things, uh, I'm uh, I'm curious to see how Bayonetta Two is going to play on the Wii U, especially since they're putting in some touchscreen stuff, which I assume is optional. I assume most oh. of us will just play with a regular. I mean, I'm controller. sure they'll be just like the easy automatic mode. Oh, yeah. From the first game in Devil May Cry, I'm pretty hyped because maybe it's going to be co-op. Who oh, knows how really? that's going to work? They said it's got some two-player mode, but they're not talking about it. So maybe it's like Mario Galaxy, and the person, somebody just sits on the gamepad and like taps the screen. But you know that could be fun too. Or it's like New Super Mario Wii, where they other person uses the touch screen to control the hair or something. I don't know. You know, oh, style it, so, comb it. The, yeah. the new Super Mario Brothers Wii U stuff with the platforms was pretty fun, especially if you're like, oh, you're making that jump to the flagpole. Boop! Just put a platform <laughs> above your head, and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am looking forward to X also. I mean, we don't have a title for it, but it does have the giant transforming robots, so I can just pretend it's Xenogears all over again, except with uh, maybe not a huge drop-off in the halfway through. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Twitter, because we've got a lot of Twitter questions here. Speaking of which, uh, first up for Manny Currents, on a scale of yes to ten, how awesome is Bayonetta's new hair? <laughs> It's a plus 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 plus. All right, and any speculation on it going places besides the Wii U? Of course, of course, it's going to get ported. Well, yeah. well, like no, I mean, maybe uh, it will, but it seems like the reason Bayonetta Two is on the Wii U is because literally nobody else wanted to give them money. Yeah, and Nintendo is that backed true? it, so nobody did wanted it. it. Yeah, but Nintendo's did nobody buy Bayonetta One or just Bayonetta? I guess I, I think it well, did well. I don't know. It might have done, but you know, Sega had that whole thing where they went and said that we're not going to put money back behind anything but aliens and Sonic and football or something. So that could have been it. I mean, well, it's kind of been strange. I think it probably won't go anywhere else because Nintendo yeah. is actually putting money into it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Nintendo bankrolled there, there may be a more restrictive yeah, yeah, exclusivity yeah. than the usual. Yeah, you could be right. I just, I like. We, we got some other questions about system exclusives, and it's just so irrelevant now. Like, yeah, it's like never say never, and most things come out for PC, <laughs> yeah. even if they are exclusive. Like That's the thing that I feel like has really come out of this new console generation, is everything has an asterisk next to it. Where they're like, it started with the Jonathan Blow thing at the PS4 conference. He was like, exclusive to the PS4, but actually it's coming out on PC and mobile devices too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Rosario R asks, "What do you think of this year's E3?" Yeah, seemed pretty exciting. And uh, better than last year. Yeah, it's all kind of the same to me. Like they just—they sell you games that aren't coming out till next year. Mm-hmm. I well, just wish. Sure. I know it makes no business sense, but if somebody pulled a Saturn and was like, "Go buy this shit right now," <laughs> I would yeah. be like, "Yay!" Yeah, I, I can't be too happy about this E3 because they didn't announce Gravity Rush too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you are holding that flame in your heart. <laughs> yeah, I will forever. Oh, I am stoked for that below game. That. Oh yeah, yeah. that's also one that I was uh, kind of oh, noticing. The, out the game of my game? Eye. Yeah, yep. the uh, yeah the uh, the sword and sorcery guys. Uh, that looks neat. Um, which games are you most excited for the next generation? Not many of them yet. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for Wonderful One and One, which is actually coming out more closer or sooner than most games. Yeah, that's really fun. I can yeah. Kamiya hasn't made a bad game. He he might be dumb in interviews, but <laughs> I have complete faith in him. And that's just a couple months away. 
And he's directing that one, isn't he? Yeah. It's not the, yeah. So Whoever that's why he, he's not doing Bayonetta 2. But also, I guess there's nothing really to get excited about with this uh, concrete. But the Evil Within, which is like, come back to us, Shinji Mikami, (laughs) please make another Resident Evil Four. I'm pretty hyped for Transistor. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it's basically just like Bastion was pretty fun, right? How about something that's kind of like a cyberpunk Bastion? Mm. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in for that. Um. All right, Yurish asks, do you think the Xbox One DRM and Always Online will actually affect sales, or is it just online, online outrage and not representative of actual buyers? Um, I think uh, th- this is a tough question because it's really hard to predict, but honestly, Xbox is a brand like Coke or Doritos. As, you know, <laughs> Don't you mean or, Mountain Dew? Or perhaps Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> I that, actually just saw before we started recording, they're actually doing... A yep. Mountain Dew and Doritos Xbox One promotion. Doingdoritos.com. Yeah. Did they have a limited edition console that's like the texture of Doritos yeah, or something? Green and red. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll take one Cool Ranch Xbox, please. Uh, yeah. You need your Mountain Dew Doritos gamer slurry. That could be, instead of Connect, they could just have a smell vision thing where it just puffs the smell of Cool Ranch into your nose. And then you don't notice how bad the games are because you're throwing up into a trash can. <laughs> Or if you're eating non-Yum Foods brand chips, the Xbox won't turn on. <laughs> That's uh, what the Kinect knows. Yep. You have to manually insert Dorito into it once every 24 hours or something. Dorito yeah. packaging not recognized. Please insert Nacho Blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, honestly, the DRM stuff, the, the mainstream public that buys Madden and Call of Duty and Xboxes uh, doesn't give a fuck about any. Yeah, they don't even watch these conferences. Yeah, they don't I mean, that's the thing about these, like, internet hate things is that it's such a small percentage of who actually buys these things. Yeah, yeah. And, and once it, I, I think, honestly, if the Xbox comes out and they've got all this DRM shit and they do decide, like, hey, uh, you know, uh, right now uh, on Xbox Live, uh, you know, whatever most recent hot new you know new game from three months ago is twenty nine ninety nine and it's exclusive and also we've got all these other games for four ninety nine and hey you can share them with ten of your friends uh, that have been your friend for a month or whatever like I, I think once people get used to the DRM stuff it's going to be way less of an issue and it's going to still be a close race in terms of who's actually you know outside we're all we're all frogs in the <laughs> pot right now just like Glenn Beck said just heat the water up <laughs> yeah i can't see it mattering as much as the price will i think that'll be the thing that for the mainstream consumer is going to make the difference when the that's playstation only... 4 is sitting as 100 dollars less though yeah but i yeah. feel like that's only a temporary thing just yeah. as Zach said cuz that, that the same true. thing was true of the playstation 3 uh, 3 and the xbox 360 the yeah, Xbox but the thing. Xbox won pretty handily for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, like right now, it's not like we aren't talking about the PlayStation. Yeah, even that. Granted, Sony kind of hemorrhages money, but I'm just saying it won't be the deciding factor. Like the price yeah. alone will not determine the well, victor, as it were. Something that's actually kind of cool is that Sony's PlayStation Plus thing and their free games has kind of forced Microsoft's hand and now they're giving away free games too. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, it's Halo 3 and Assassin's Creed 2, so they're not digging too deep into that library. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll work out. The the PlayStation Plus stuff has a pretty broad range. Like, you could get Demon Souls pretty recently, and that game is evergreen. (laughs) Coming up on Xbox Live Free Game Library, 
Fusion Frenzy and <laughs> Doritos Crash Course. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, that was super lame when they were like, free games, Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo 3. Yeah, okay. It's like, oh, the games I bought my Xbox for. Yeah, those have either been in a box in the garage for three years <laughs> or they're at a GameStop where you traded them in four years ago. Um, uh, What's Your Name asks, will we ever have an E3 without everyone trying to be jaded and sn- No. <laughs> no. Never again. Yeah, that's like asking, will the, you ever about. have reality that way again? I just turn off Twitter. <laughs> you ever have reality when, uh, that way? during the day? Uh, I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of this, a lot of complaining. You know, it's always like that. Whenever there's a big event and everyone's on Twitter, people are okay. I am just trying to make jokes. I'm just trying yeah. to make jokes. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not trying to be super jaded and cynical. It's not like. You know, that's not the goal. The goal is to just try and make someone laugh. So that's all it is. Like, I love, you know, obviously I love video games and I, I'm super excited. I wake up and watch all these press conferences and all that stuff. It's just jokes. Like, just because people are making jokes doesn't mean they fucking hate video games and hate everything. And, you know, there yeah, are I mean, people like catharsis. that. But, you I know. Mean, whatever. Yeah. It is. I want everyone to know that I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Bayonetta 2, right, Joel? No, I am, I'm super jelly. If Bayonetta 2 ends up only being on the Wii U, I'm going to be super sad because yeah. I'm not buying it. Not Even buying for Wii? Bayonetta. Wow. No. Not, I am not Is there anything that would make you buy the Wii U? Uh, I don't know. Oh, like Monster Hunter 3. 15 other games worth playing. Like <laughs> What about Donkey Kong? Nintendo finally realized they could put a female character in their platformer. Uh... Too bad Donkey Kong sucks. Am I right? I, I think my I think at this point my threshold. <laughs> I bet that's the line that generates the most hate about this podcast. Is that <laughs> it, it does. Donkey Kong sucks. <laughs> yes. I, I think my I think my threshold for buying a console that I don't hadn't already decided I'm going to buy. So I'm going to buy the PS4. Fine. Uh, I think my threshold is five games because that's about what it took to get me to get a 3ds. That is totally a logical approach to it. My threshold is zombie U. Yeah, I just <laughs> I need like, one game. Your threshold is you were in a target on the day that the console was out. It was more like I live within 10 minutes walk of a target. <laughs> well, I, the, the reason that it's true that I need more than one game to buy a console is that I sort of have a functioning computer now that can play games. And there's just been, you know, I'll miss out on the experience of Bayonetta 2. Like, that is true. But it's not like I'll miss out on this sort of vast universe of experiences that everyone else is having and I am not. Because even well, like the, the, the adoption rate of Bayonetta 2 on the Wii probably will not be that high. No. Because, I mean, like, like, my nephews have a Wii U and Dave does. And in terms of, like, you know... Maybe like inhibition, they're about the same level. But yeah. Dave likes to play more complicated games than my nephews. Hey, I like so Nintendo like, Land. It's all right. Yeah, I just need one game, really. I mean, I bought an Xbox for a Pandemonium Order. I bought a Vita for Gravity Rush, and yeah, I bought but a PSP for the Xbox. You got access to like Otogi. There's mm-hmm. a, there were a whole bunch Ninja of other Garden. games that were worth checking out on the Xbox. Even if you bought it for one game, it turned out there were other games you would play. That's not yeah, the exactly game Wii U right now. Like, no, I'm not it will be there because part. Nintendo is really the most reliable of the three companies when it comes to giving you something. I mean, if it, unless it's side-scrolling Metroid. Oh boy, <laughs> that's a whole can of worms. <laughs> I mean, they give you the same as Zelda game. Yeah, Metroid is kind of uh, no. They give cool. you the. They keep on making the same as Zelda game longer so that you don't actually want to play it. Yeah, the last one was like eighty hours long. Oh man. 
Yeah, right. it's tough to get excited about a lot of even their first party stuff now, and that's supposed to be the stuff you like. Like now, I'm hearing reports that Wario, the new Wario, nobody that's... liked it. Really? Yeah, they say it's like six games or something. Sounds fun. Which, yeah, I Nintendo's mean, the... going to have a pretty lean year, I think. Yeah, they don't have anything for the this holiday season, really. Wonderful 101. That's what I'm putting my hopes in. Okay. Aonev asks, ask Fast Karate what he thinks or what he hates most about David Cage. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> somebody okay. hates David Cage. I'll keep it short. But <laughs> I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. My problem is that he comes up on stage on that PlayStation 4 conference and he's like, all right, before today... There was no way to express emotion in video games. But now that we can do 20,000 polygons, now we can finally express emotion. And I'm just like, get off your own dick, David Cage, please. I was, for my use case, I was playing Resident Evil Revelations recently. I I reviewed it for ANN on a console. And I was like, yeah, I'd be fine if video games look like this. If it reduced their massively overinflated budgets and these like ridiculous bars for success that they set for themselves, which like only games like Heavy Rain are immune to because they're prestige games. So, like, I mean, he lives in a fairly safe bubble where people are like, well, we want some of these kind of arty games on our system so they don't have to sell super great. So, but it just, I don't know. It populates this mentality that graphics are like what everything is about. Yeah, you know, unless, unless you can see the tears on that crying robot girl or whatever, it's not really worth doing. Or, it's just like, yeah. man, plenty of games made me feel things without even voice dialogue. So, before today, you had to press X and then Y to carefully apply lipstick. <laughs> no, but now with PlayStation it's, 4 technology like, his games always start out and I'm like I'm did that actually so happen bad. in a game that somebody it's applied in lipstick he- it's or- in heavy rain yeah okay yeah. <laughs> I thought you just like that was just coming out of your, your subconscious Zach. No, I was no, like okay was- we've got a pattern here now yeah, that's a heavy rain <laughs> joke <laughs> uh, also any thoughts on eternal darkness 2 kickstarter being cancelled oh that was cancelled Oh, well, they canceled it because they may have another revenue, uh, revenue stream. But those guys, Fuck Dennis Dyack, I'm, I'm not trying to be glib here. I think he has borderline person, personality disorder. What? Like, that <laughs> dude comes off as this like crazy narcissist, but also is incredibly insecure. Such that they posted like that 35-minute YouTube video of him talking to the camera and verbally dismissing all his dissenters, which is like, you will, you're nominally a professional, right? You own a company. <laughs> like, that. you just can't respond to things like that, dude. But like, yeah, he's just this like weird guy who's maybe featured, thinks of himself as like an iconoclast. And there's just been like, if you read the news reports about what happened between Silicon Knights shutting down and their new company starting, let alone the fact that, like, everybody pretty much assumes that when Silicon Knights was working on that X-Men game, they were siphoning off the majority of their resources to prototype Eternal Darkness 2. Mm-hmm. There's all this shit where they, like, Silicon Knights, quote-unquote, sold a bunch of computers 
to the new company. But no, dude, we totally wiped those computers. There's no assets on them, even though people found like the same model of weird dog enemy monster demon thing in the new trailer as it was in some prototype trailer. It's just this like really creepy, totally illegal stuff. And I mean, Eternal Darkness is one of my favorite games of all time. Probably it's certainly up there, but if you believe the reports, that's because Nintendo was basically riding their ass and being like, all this garbage you want to put in cannot go in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then we had Two Human, of course. Yeah, yeah, which is basically like once the shackles came off, mm-hmm. like you saw yeah. the true Silicon Knights. And I mean, I love Blood Omen. I love Eternal Darkness. but like, And I want Eternal Darkness 2 or whatever it's called uh, to be good. But it's just like you're not going to see a single cent out of me until I... I know what the finished project is. Yeah, I mean, I would play something that said it was a spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness. I, like everyone else, loved that game. But you're totally right in that I would want that to be shepherded by a responsible yeah. someone. I mean, it's just like sometimes people need to be reined in. Heavy, heavy Rain, David Cage, for example. No, David Cage, you cannot put psychic shit in Heavy Rain, even though like the <laughs> editor took a day off and they still snuck some of it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about halfway. I think I'm a little more than halfway through replaying Heavy Rain, and gosh, you know, uh, I don't know. Just, I don't know how I didn't. I don't. I don't know how I didn't notice how bad the voice acting is. Oh God! Like those children, which is like, and then he writes these like child characters who act like they're six years younger than they actually are. Like Dad, I'm twelve. What am bird dying? Like, what does it mean? <laughs> And the, the really frustrating thing to me is that they left all that crap in where he's got like a psychic connection to and he wakes up in the rain with the origami figure in his hand, which just has like no it's just a total red herring. And it's there because like there was supposed to be psychic crap in the game and they edited it out because they were like, no, we saw what happened with Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, the, the lead character is just uh, he's, he's like. I am so distraught, I cannot find my son. Well, the thing that kills me about Heavy Rain, I've said this on my podcast, is like, the sex scene in that game happens after that dude is super bummed, he's just been electrocuted to the point of death, and then uh, Madison's like, so, you know, you wanna wanna bang, or what's going on here? (laughs) All right, we gotta gotta stop talking about Heavy Rain. Yeah. Uh, Okay, um... Land of Obscusion asks, do you guys agree with the se- seeming sentiment that the Wii U will end up dreamcasting, or do you see it being like the 3DS? Uh, honestly, it the Wii U feels like the Dreamcast. If it does, it does. Huh? I love the Dreamcast. In terms I don't think of it's like, going to be the Dreamcast. The reason I say that is because uh, the, what really killed the Dreamcast, it, it wasn't widely adopted, but it was also very heavily pirated, and I don't think that that's happening on the Wii U. So I yeah, could be wrong, Nintendo's but I think that there were... Those are sort of like the twin heads that are like, you know, the, the twin daggers that did the Dreamcast in. Well, uh, what really killed the Dreamcast was that Sega's financial side wanted to get out of the game console business. And I can't see Nintendo ever really doing that. So, yeah, yeah I think the Wii is going to be around for a until, while. Until Disney buys money. Once, once Disney buys Nintendo, uh, <laughs> we'll, which I predict will happen sometime in the next five years. I really do uh-huh. think that's going to happen. Then they'll stop making consoles. And they'll just license out Mario and, and Link and all that shit. Hmm. Uh, all right. Nicholas Cage asks, favorite dumb made-up word of E3? 
Drive Atar, Bounce Tech. <laughs> I'm partial to Bounce Tech. I think that's pretty I mean, strong. I don't think I heard anything worse than Drive Atar. Drive Atar. Yeah, that's sufficiently stupid. Because it's basically the two words. They don't even bother making up a new term. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that someone, someone immediately brought up the fact that, well, what if, say, like, you know, you guys, you're playing this game with your husband or something or your, your dad, and they die. And then you're forever playing against a ghost of their... That's like, <laughs> so horrifying. <laughs> Who thinks of this crap? Like, what? This is, this is Twitter during E3, Joel. <laughs> I can only contextualize this in the saddest way possible. Like, and what tragedy are you living through? You in a room and you have to play drive guitar with your dead dad and drink your own pee to live. And your dead dad is actually sitting there decomposing. <laughs> yeah. And then in the game, You're you like, drink your dead dad's virtual pee. And, yeah. All right. Um, Vanilla Sagat asks, please talk about having We Fit Girl in the new Smash Brothers represents whitewashing and fat shaming. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I know he's cracking wise, but from my Twitter feed, I see way more people complaining about people using those terms than yeah. people actually using those terms. Well, I mean, you know, they're complaining about people using those terms, but if you go on Tumblr... Uh, it is mostly Wait, that. I, I'm not going to say anything about this because, yeah, how does it even represent? I mean, how does it represent either of those things? First? It's a joke because like, he's joking. Uh, yes, I understand, but like he's he's saying it from a place of you know truth. Like there are people out there that think that the inclusion of the We Fit thing is basically there to make you feel bad for you know having a Dorito waffle sandwich while you play. <laughs> Your uh, your Smash Brothers game is just like, marinated in Mountain Dew. I haven't seen anybody legitimately complain about that. The only thing I saw on Tumblr was someone that was obviously joking, like whoever that is on Twitter. I'm going to so, complain about the We Fit Girl. Is that the level, the depths we're reduced to? Uh, like Animal Crossing human wasn't enough? Can't they? Yeah, you're right. Why can't they reach into the rich history of female characters in Nintendo properties? <laughs> like, there's just so many others they could pull from. I don't no, know, man. I don't girl, fucking the girl from Fire Emblem. You Dude, know, they should have just put the president's daughter from Bad Dudes in this game. <laughs> How awesome would that have been? She just calls the bad dudes out and they go and like just wreck people. Player two from Balloon Fight. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't give a fuck about Smash Brothers. I'm like, I'm Neither not going to play it. Don't care. I, never, I, I guess never it's more of a fuck now that Mega Man is in it. I, I raised an eyebrow so. when they were like, here's the Metal Man theme song. I was like, all right. And the Dr. Wiley music, yeah. <laughs> if it was Quick Man, then we'd be able to talk. Uh, my, my Smash Brothers MO is play Kirby, swallow the character who's playing Rob, and then go bee, bee for the rest of the level. <laughs> oh, I would always play Kirby and just do the rock stomp thing on everyone over. Oh, yeah, over, that was over, totally over, OP. Over and over and over again. <laughs> That needed a nerf bad. Uh, all right, Nicholas Cage. Last Guardian has been put on hiatus. Should we expect it to never come out, or if it does, to not be worth the wait? I would say just fucking forget about it. Yeah, well, they yep. did say it was on hiatus, and then the <laughs> I um, believe somebody else inside Sony said, no, it's not. They're still working on it, like somebody higher up, I think. So until yeah. we actually see it, though, you can't really. Yeah. No, I... I... I can't imagine there would be that much of a disconnect where, like, one person in your company would talk about something that was, like, a flagship mm. uh, franchise 
And then one guy's just like, no, we're still working on it. As a panel's like, you know, the guy saying, no, we're not working on it. I think that the guy who's saying we're not working on it is probably closer to right. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no way, like, that would be the the sort of the more damning admission. Like, I don't know. Not like damning, but just like the thing that's going to really break people's hearts is saying, like, this game that you've all been anticipating forever is never going to be versus, well, like... The telling thing is they really haven't said if it's going to be on the PlayStation 4 or not, and eventually the, that's going to happen, or, or it'll get canceled. Yeah. yeah. I can't... It's How long has it been in development at this point? Mm-hmm. Three years, For maybe? The whole... I mean, the whole PlayStation life hasn't it been? Yeah. We haven't had a single game by them in... Uh, since PS2. Yeah. Yeah, since uh, Shadow of the Colossus, I think yeah. that was definitely a PlayStation 2 game. So that the, you know, I think it was actually like part of the PlayStation 3 marketing stuff was The Last Guardian. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I do feel I think you're like... thinking of Lair. You're close, though. It was 2007. Yeah, so I mean, like, not long after Last Guardian. Okay. Well, he's still struggling with the cognitive dissonance of girls wear skirts, so they can't <laughs> climb they, chains. Yeah, and they don't have the upper body strength to climb a wall. Yeah. <laughs> but eight-year-old boys do, no problem. Uh, well, maybe he. That's why he's delaying it. You know, maybe we'll never learn the little kid's gender, and at the end of the game, we'll find oh, it was a girl. No, it was a boy. He was just wearing a skirt. No. <laughs> Oh, progressive. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those where it's like, nah, it's probably vaporware. If it does come out neat, I'll check it out. But I yeah, totally. Don't expect it's I, just like, uh, really strange though because it's uh, like it, someone said it's a prestige project. So it was. Well, I don't. Even, I don't think it was prestige. I think it was just iconic because it was from such a kind of oft offbeat but dearly loved franchise. Mm-hmm. Like all the games that guy made, I don't know if they were like people in the community that this podcast is for loved all those games but they were never sort of broadly adopted and there was a lot of um i don't know like the a lot of people really wanted to see uh that guy keep making games but all of those people you know in the grand scheme of things were you know not that many yeah well you know like i said if it comes out cool if not well wasn't expecting it to anyway um but anyway so uh that actually wraps us that is our last question um Guys, thanks so much for uh, for coming on and uh, and chatting E3 with us. I, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you, and uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, that's our show. Big thanks to Todd, Dave, and Joel for stopping by. Theme song is Bucharest. It's by the band The New Division. You can check them out at newdivisionmusic.com. Don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating, a little review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>